Hello, my name is Sam. Welcome back to Offbeat Grad. I keep calling this podcast unrecommended because when I took that little, what I thought would be a brief hiatus but then never ended, I continued to record Unrecommended, which is my podcast about books. And I keep just like defaulting to that intro. Um, don't know why I just told you um, all of this. Anyway, today <laughs> I might be recording this in two gosh darn parts because I'm waiting for a phone call from my dog's vet because she got some tumors removed today. It's not as severe as it sounds, but I do have to go pick her up eventually and definitely. And I've just been sitting here waiting and I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast on productivity while I convince myself that I too am a productive person. So anyway, we're talking about productivity today. Yes, it is just me. If you haven't figured that out, um, you're welcome. I feel like my mental health <laughs> suffers when I'm not like yelling into this podcast once a week. Like I record those guest episodes in advance sometimes um, when I'm being productive, speaking of productivity, but also... I do them with others, so I don't really get a chance to word vomit in, in this beautiful way. When I don't get my beautiful, um, cathartic word vomit release through my podcast, then I feel like I need to release that toxic energy on everyone in my life, and they don't appreciate it. So there you have it, folks. Anyway, today we're talking about productivity. Also, the post office is my guest today. They are pushing carts around. They're going to tell you all about that. So if you hear that in the background, just you're welcome. Support the U.S. Postal Service. Anyway, <laughs> I hate the post office right now. Anyway, we're talking about productivity, but namely productivity as it relates to the idea of like um, inspiration because I hate the concept. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so productive when I get inspired. I actually don't know if anyone says that. I'm pretty sure they don't. But <laughs> the point is that inspiration means diddly squat when it comes to getting work done. And that if you work in a creative field or you want to like create content or just be a creative person, you can't wait for inspiration. And that is the cold, hard facts. I've just laid them out. You're welcome. And you just can't wait. So basically what I mean here is I like to write both professionally and not professionally. And if I waited, I, I often had this concept in my head that I needed to wait for inspiration to strike before I like wrote the great American novel. But in reality, no, because you can't just wait for inspiration to strike because first of all, it may never come. Second of all, it is not reliable. I don't know who Inspiration is, I don't know her, but she is not to be trusted, she is a flake, and I don't like flakes, so <laughs> you could be inspired and have the greatest idea ever, and I feel like I've definitely had this in the past with, like, ideas, and then you just do it, and then you realize, like, two days later, you don't have that same spark of inspiration anymore, and you're like, I actually hate this, and I don't want to do it. And that is the name of my next novel. But anyway, I don't like that. And I've sort of trained myself out of it in that over the past three years of trying to write the same novel that honestly is a piece of trash, um, I've realized you can't wait for inspiration. And this is one of the greatest life lessons I have learned. And now today I will bestow it upon you. You are so welcome. 
So I do this writing challenge every November because I hate myself. It's called National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo, which is a clever name. Basically, the goal of this writing challenge is to just write an entire novel or 50,000 words in 30 days. And what that teaches you is to um, hustle and to just forget about like making it perfect and forget about finding inspiration in every single gosh darn moment because it won't come. And you're going to be burnt out and tired and upset and cranky and hungry and, and hangry and all of the things. And you just have to do it anyway. And that is how I feel about inspiration. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But recently, I did have a pivotal paradigm shift. I'm trying to use every SAT word I can think of in this 10-minute episode. And I had that gosh darn paradigm shift. And I had like this phenomenal idea, a plethora of information came to me, if you will. And it was basically a spark of inspiration to write a different novel. Basically, I said, see you later to that piece of trash that we won't talk about. And I was like, I got to do this other thing now because I had this spark of inspiration. But I told myself, I said, hey, you hold your horses. And I held my horses and I took them <laughs> and I made myself write out like the whole plot. Like, I kid you not, this is revolutionary for me because I do not write plot. I don't even plan out my blog posts. I don't even outline my work. Like, during the day, I've heard people do outlines. No thanks, ma'am. No, this ain't for me. I just do it. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote a plot. I wrote the whole thing. I was like, oh my god, she is, she is creativity. She is the Pulitzer Prize. And this was exciting. <laughs> because I had never done it before. But it was also important because it really made me see that like you can't rely on inspiration because yes, in this first initial moment, you're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Someone give me the Nobel Peace Prize. But then in the future, aka the next day, I could wake up and be like, no, sir, who is this? What was she doing? Um, but I wouldn't allow myself to because I knew that inspiration is fleeting and we can't trust her. And that's how I feel about that. So I wrote my novel plot, and I've written 10,000 words in the first week, so we're all proud of me. And <laughs> the moral of the story is that I'm better than everyone else. No, it's that um, inspiration is a flaky lame and you can't trust her. So here's how you trick yourself into being productive, even when you don't want to, which is my superpower in life. And... I learned through my NaNoWriMo days how you can actually like sort of condition your mind to be creative even when you're not having it. And this is a beautiful life skill. So let me tell you what I do. You have to set the mood. So basically, you need to create the optimal conditions for being creative and working productively. Um, please stop texting me. That is so rude. And anyway, you do this, in my instance, I did this by writing at the same exact time every day, which was at a very unhealthy time. It was at 10.30 p.m. Am I saying you should do your work at 10.30 p.m.? No, I would actually encourage the opposite. But that is the that is when I was like naturally most creative. And that's, I just leaned into it. You know, you do what you gotta do. And then I always lit a candle. Didn't have to be a nice candle, but I've recently transitioned to essential oils, not in a MLM pyramid scheme way. And also I like wax warmers. So I, I rotate. I keep it, I keep it spicy. 
And I also do mood lighting, which is of course easier at night. So I have like a specific, I call it my working lamp and I only turn it on when I'm working. And then I also will set the scene with some inspirational music, which is usually exclusively the Twilight soundtrack, but it can also be random other depressing music I hear throughout the day. So I have several playlists. I rotate through them. Occasionally I'll play something new, but rarely because I don't want to be caught off guard. I want the same old, same old. This isn't the time to try new things. Occasionally I'll play records, not just for the aesthetic, but just because then I, I can't like easily get up and like change the song because I would use that as a distraction. So I'm like, no, I have to suffer through this. And that works for me. So when I do all of that, oh my God, I forgot the key ingredient. This is not, erase this from the record. I also need alcohol. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to admit that. I usually, I'll do a glass of wine or a beer or a mixed drink, basically anything. <laughs> I don't know why that has to be in the routine. I started it as like a treat for NaNoWriMo to like convince myself that I wanted to do it. And then it just never stopped. Um, I can I can write without it now. Thank I she tells herself, but um, <laughs> it definitely helps. And I I think it's okay to have some kind of like special treat that you reserve just for this. So if it's coffee, that wouldn't work for me because I only drink coffee. If it's tea, if it's homemade kombucha, I don't care. Just make sure it's special. And I think when you get into the habit of doing like this weird routine. Like, imagine that you are an Instagram, not Instagram, a YouTube influencer who just, like, makes vlogs and you're like, here's my night routine. It would be like, here's my writing routine or my creativity routine. And you stick to that. You do not deviate from the plan. And if you do this, it will work. I'm I'm not kidding. I've been doing it for over three years and the same... The same routine every time without fail gets me into the right mindset to write and it is just, it is science. I believe in this so wholeheartedly that I am going to apply for a research grant and I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Um, I think it is so real, like it can't be in my head. I know I'm not the only one with like some kind of special creativity routine. If you look into like JK Rowling, which is an awful example, or like any other <laughs> famous authors or like artists um usually they have some kind of routine so you know what it isn't just me i'm sorry we can't all be <laughs> special but we can anyway so with that idea in mind i challenge you to make your own um creativity productivity routine and let me know what works for you please someone tell me how to stop my dependency on alcohol when it comes to creativity i i cannot get uh, the wires have crossed and I don't know how to uncross them so any help with that would be great but in the meantime I also found a whole list of like lazy people tricks to trick your brain into like being more productive and honestly I feel them and I'm going to integrate them into my routine so here we go First of all, pay attention to that mood lighting. You know how I have my special creativity lamp, but I also need a very specific lighting concept <laughs> in order to be most productive. So when I'm working, I have my, my work lamp, of course, as you do, but I also like to have natural light, but not too much natural light, you know, because I get, I get sun headaches. So it's great that I lived in Florida, but 
find what lighting works for you generally you need like a good mid mid range between natural lighting but like not too much natural lighting um and it's apparently a thing though like a, i found a study before that was like most people work best if they have like natural lighting and how more offices need to add natural lighting and like open the gosh darn windows and i feel that but since we're all working from home now just open the window i don't know get a moon lamp get a happy lamp get a lava lamp and figure out what works for you but aside from lighting also temperature is important apparently and it says more people are actually better when the optimal room temperature and that optimal temperature is like 68 degrees fahrenheit and people actually made more mistakes if the room was too warm which I can't do anything about that because I live in this horrible hellscape that doesn't have air conditioning. So I don't know what to tell you, but I think that's true. If you're too hot and distracted or you're too cold, like you're not really going to be paying attention. So for sure do that. Next, I'm telling you to work at your best time and everyone will tell you this is in the morning or like normal hours, but no thanks. No, no thank you, sir. I work best in the evening and this is a cold hard fact and I wish it wasn't like this because it's a curse and I don't sleep right and it's probably because of this, but I do think there is truth to being like a morning or night person and it's, it's okay no matter which one you are, but we all know that morning people are um, superior in every way. So I'm very upset about that. But if you're like me and you, you feel most creative at night, I think it's totally cool to do your work at night. I love that. Um, I do most of my blogging or podcasting work in the late afternoon to evening hours. That is just like when I feel it, you know? That's how it is. And I don't make the rules, I just follow them. So figure out what time makes sense for you. I hate the idea that you have to wake up early to be productive because that is fake news. And I disagree with that. And another tip the internet said is to work in like a different space, but obviously thank you COVID-19, that is not always an option. So I would challenge you to find new spaces within your home. At least for me, I can't be very creative where I also do my work because I write for my job and my job is to write things that do not relate to my creative writing at all. So when I'm trying to sit at my work desk and do like novel writing, it does not come very easily. Meanwhile, if it's funky and fresh and I get to write from like my couch or my living room floor, I think I'm like on a holiday. I'm like, why did I just say on a holiday? Like I'm some kind of British person. Okay. Anyway, it just feels special and different. And it helps you like compartmentalize like the part of your brain you're trying to use. I'm a researcher, so I know this. And I think it's true. So let's let's try it. I mean, if you're struggling to get into like a creative mindset where you do your normal workday stuff, then I would encourage you to move over, bucko. And that's definitely fun. You know, this is weird. This article says you should play unfamiliar music when you're working, and I disagree. I know they think that it's good to like because you don't want to focus too much on the music. I guess it depends on the type of work. If it's creative work for me, I need to know the music. This is a weird compulsion. I don't know why. Um, but if it is not creative work, I do usually listen to like a random playlist or even better, ambient sounds, ASMR, the, the piece de la resistance. That was, wow, we really fell down that, fell down that pronunciation. Will I edit it out? No. 
Uh, <laughs> I think it's really good to listen to whatever makes sense for you. Um, but definitely experiment. Oh my god, I love ambient sounds on YouTube. Oh my god. Oh, work with me? Hello? All of these things are really good for creating like the kind of soundscape that works best for you. Um, I like ambient background noise. So things like literally right now on my desktop I have open Hogwarts rainy window ambience Harry Potter ASMR sleep study white noise which is a very specific thing to look for, but I didn't look for it. YouTube knows what I want now and just feeds me the content and I just accept it. So I think finding whether you like music you already know or you like listening to new music you've never heard before or you like listening to people tap their fingers on a desk, whatever it is, do it. Do it with confidence. And that is basically all I have for you people. Um, that is an insight look into my sometimes problematic but usually effective um, productivity routine. So whether I'm being productive for work or for creativity or just to decompress for some reason, um, I find it really helpful to have this kind of habit type of situation and routine that I follow it really gets me into the right mindset, which is important if you work in a creative field, because I do, and then it's hard to be creative for myself when I'm creative for others. <sighs> and that is my rant, and hopefully it meant something to you. But anyway, the biggest takeaway is that creativity and productivity can be manufactured. <laughs> and that is truly the height of capitalism. And you don't need to rely on inspiration to get you to the finish line when you are already in a race car. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm making a metaphor. It's not coming naturally. We're going to leave the SAT at home and it's time to end this podcast. So I hope you have a very productive week. I hope you... That's it. Um, if you want some some bad photos and some some liberal subtext then please follow my instagram page at smithability otherwise there is a large large collection of guest posts on smithability that i have been collecting the past three months and more are coming out this week so check those out okay bye